What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fatherhood on the Field podcast. I am your host, Luke Sawyer. Um, and before we get into our interview today and our conversation, I wanted to let you guys know that this podcast is sponsored by Timberview Cabins. Timberview Cabins builds and sells vacation rental properties in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and the surrounding area. If you're considering purchasing real estate for investment purposes, give these guys a call. For more information, check out TimberviewCabins.com. Well, today I am excited to be joined by Ryan Beckman. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself here in a second, but Ryan is a head coach at St. Petersburg College um, and a good friend of mine, somebody that I've spent a lot of time with. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about Ryan is we'll, we'll get into this during our conversation, but it's the fact that Ryan desires to build men. Um, so before we jump into kind of the ins and outs of that and, and talking about coaching and what that means at the collegiate level and, and below, tell us a little bit about you, Ryan. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. Um, Ryan Beckman, born in Denian, Florida. Grew up about 14 houses away from the Blue Jays spring training complex. So 92, 93, uh, they're winning World Series championships. And, and I'm that little kid outside spring training gates just begging for autographs. Uh, kind of fell in love with baseball at that time and uh, was fortunate enough to play through high school, get into college. After one year of college, I said, you know what? I'd make a better coach than I do a player. Uh, a week later, I got into coaching Legion ball. And 18 years later, here I am. Here you are, 18 years later. But you guys, I mean, we're talking fatherhood on the field here. You guys are a baseball family. Um, tell us a little bit about your family, your wife, your kiddos. Um, kind of, you guys are all in this game, so. Yeah, so uh, somewhere along the way, I, I found a business internship with the Blue Jays, uh, selling tickets, community relations. Weren't you uh, the mascot for a period of time? The business side of things. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um, my wife took a job there as a sales girl and selling tickets, and uh, it's where we met. And I realized in that year that the business side of it wasn't for me and, and I was meant to be on the field. Um, I had a greater purpose in this game uh, than, than selling tickets and uh, entertaining fans. So uh, found myself um, found myself dating her and later became married. Uh, so she still works for the Blue Jays now. She's going on 16 years with the Blue Jays. Um, and I am in my 11th year at St. Petersburg College as the head coach. And, and you get to enter into a little bit of a new coaching world this year, right? As, as you're yes. splitting duties now between, what, seven-year-old softball? Yeah, somehow somehow my daughter, who wanted to play team sports for the first time, uh, we're coaching 6U softball. 6U softball. Uh, so that is that is a new challenge for me three nights a week and uh, doing the best I can there. Uh, it's definitely been an eye-opening experience, not just coaching girls, but coaching six-year-olds again. It's been quite a while since I've done that age. Yeah. So, uh, so let's just, before we, we jump into this, what, what's the, what's more difficult coaching college guys or coaching six-year-old girls? College guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's a challenge. I, I tell you what, both of them are, are very unique. Uh, it's funny how my coaching style didn't change from one one team to the next. Um, 
but it's the the guys are definitely more emotional more more energy required to coach where the girls there's that social element that they just love uh and it's it's more talking and and just having fun but the six-year-olds are just eager to prove themselves every day and get better every day where the college guys although they want that there's there's that lack of hope that they they have where the girls they they USA softball came through Clearwater and the our girls knew of it and oh man the high school girls I want to be a USA softball girl I want to be a high school girl oh the AAA girls are practicing after us I want to be a AAA girl there's that hope that they hold on to and they work really hard uh, it's funny we're getting more out of the six year old girls than we do out of the twenty year old men. It's awesome. Well, it's, I mean, we, I, I get the privilege of, uh, of diving a little bit into that world. Not, not with my daughter yet because she's three, uh, but with my eight, well now nine and six year old boys and, and coaching little league baseball has been a, uh, a massive shift for me uh, in terms of what it looks like to, to engage at that level. Um, so let me ask you this, because one of the things I appreciate about you back having been around the program a little bit as an, as an outsider the last little bit um, and seeing the culture that you're working to build in a junior college program, right? You have the difficulty of you have guys who are in and out, you know, they're, you're looking to put guys, you know, into four-year schools, looking to put guys into the draft. Um, what does it look like to build culture? And what have you experienced over the time of trying to create that in the environment that you're in? You know, I, I think back up just because I think you have a wide variety of audience that listens to your show um, or your podcast. Um, you got to know what junior college baseball is. Sure. Um, guys come in for two years and then their desire is to move on to a four-year school. Um, the Major League Baseball has the ability to draft you every year. So our talent level is actually exceptionally higher than a number of four-year schools. Um, not across the board. There, there's still programs that are way better than us. But you look at our talent level compared to a four-year school – our guys may have more high-end talent, but it's a raw talent. It, it's, it's a, it needs more development where the four-year school may have a polished product, but it's kind of maxed out with how high it can go. Um, not trying to speak ill of any, any program or anything like that, but it is definitely a unique level talent-wise. Now you add in these guys have the desire of, oh, I want to go to a power five conference. I want to go to a solid mid major. I want to go to a division one program. And then there's that selfish aspect that comes with their own individual gains. So when you talk about culture, it's something that we've stressed and, and focused a lot on in this program of being a family. Hey, I want everyone on the field to accomplish their individual goal. But in order to accomplish your individual goal, you've got to focus on the team goal because nobody recruits from a losing team. Uh, nobody wants the guy that can't be trusted. Uh, in our program, it, it's built on trust. Um, you know, we use four values, uh, leadership, effort, attitude, and professionalism, but that fifth value, and it's the most important, is trust. We trust each other. We trust that we're in the right purpose and that we're all pushing towards the same goal. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think in a lot of ways that we're going to kind of pull this back around, it speaks into the reality of fatherhood as well, 
right? And, and in creating that culture in our home where those values are instilled in our children and they're seeing that walked out. So then there's that, that family culture that we're creating as well. But before we really pull those two things together, let me ask you, what drives you as a coach and how do you measure success inside of that? Uh, so, you know, I, I always focus on why I coach. Um, the reason I coach is to develop men. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to work for a baseball academy called the Winning Inning, and they, the academy's mission state was developing quality players from the inside out. And even when I moved beyond that academy, I was there for about four years, um, part time. Um, but when I moved beyond the academy, I just looked at what a great mission statement that was and how can I apply it to my program. Uh, so my why and why I coach really is to develop quality young men. Um, again, junior college, I get all different types. I have rich and, and fortunate families. I have poor and unfortunate families. I've had bad situations. I've had adversity. I've had entitlement. I've had everything you can think of in, in the coaching realm. Um, they all need development. No matter where you come from, you cut us all open. We all bleed. And they all need some someone to put their arm around them and tell them, hey, you're not doing this right. Hey, we can do this better. And it has nothing to do with the baseball. John Wooden spent the first week every year teaching guys how to tie their shoes and how to put their socks on and how to do their locker. 18 to 21 year old males still need those lessons. Uh, you tie into my home. My daughter still needs those lessons. Like we've got to set people up for success. We can't just tell them here it is, go get it. You know, and that's, you know, my, my son's a little younger, but we're in that same stage of, hey, we don't put peanut butter all over our face. Like, we don't do that. And this is how we eat our peanut butter. And uh, that, is, that is what coaching is. Um, no, I, I think you said that really well. And, and one of the things I appreciate having seen from you in this world is your intentionality with the individual that's in front of you. Um, you know, not cookie cuttering things across the board. Now you've got 30 some odd guys, but individually you're connected in, in a different way with each one of them. Um, and so, so let me ask you this, like in what ways has coaching affected or changed maybe your view of fatherhood with your own kids? So as my, as my children are getting older, I definitely feel like I'm becoming a better coach just because I, you know, for the first 12 years, I didn't have a child. I was coaching other people's kids, not really knowing. And although I had a great mission and great values, it was strictly about the baseball. Uh, it was a transactional coaching position for me uh, when I became transformational. And I realized, gosh, even at three years old, my daughter's impacted by the swim, the private lesson swim coach we had um, to help her teach her how to swim, the gymnastics teacher, the, the preschool or day school teacher. Like I watched firsthand my daughter's development. And, you know, for me, I applied what I learned from her into my coaching and it gave me greater patience. It gave me greater understanding. You mentioned the individuality. We all have a different story. We all come from different places. So to treat two people the same way is, is a wrong move on my part. Um, you know, we try to pour into the person, not the group. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's been a privilege for me to see from the outside so many of your guys coming back and being around the program, you know, years later, wherever they are in life. Um, to, so you can see that success, if you will, of, of what 
you worked on while those guys were playing for you now playing dividends on the back end. Some of those guys still in the game, some of those guys not in the game. So from that standpoint, what are some of those success stories I guess you have of how that, that transformational coaching approach has affected the lives of kids coming out of your program? Um, you know, it is so gratifying when they come back. Um, it's not, nothing we require of them. We don't hit up the alumni for donations or anything like that. Uh, they just do it out of their hearts. Um, you know, there's a, there's a show on, on TV or Netflix or I, I don't know. My wife said she watched it growing up. It's called uh, Friday Night Lights. And there's a coach on there. He goes, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Um, and, and it's kind of where I go back to is guys off the field that come from good families that are doing good things. They don't need me, but you're still helping and you're still a part of their process. And those are the families that know that. So uh, they come back, they, they put their arm around me. They, they love the program. They love to see what we've built here. Uh, they love to learn more about the current team and, and their battles and their jerseys are still being worn. So they see that number and it kind of takes them back to their good times. Um, I don't know if I, I got off topic there or not, but you no, know, no, no, it, I mean, that's excellent. Yeah. The getting going to the weddings, hearing from one of our guys that became a Navy SEAL, uh, another guy just became a, a uh, entrepreneur and he got his first million dollars. And it's like, oh my gosh, you did what? Like, and, and you're not asking for donations for the program? I am not. You know, they <laughs> they do it out of their heart. Um, but that you know that that's a young man. He he barely graduated high school. Like he barely graduated high school. He he had some tough times here, but we worked through them together. He found himself walking on at a division one program, found himself playing professional baseball. And next thing you know, now he's a business owner and a very successful one at that. Mm. Um, so his life could have turned a completely different way if it wasn't for our program. And I'm just super proud of him. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, you know, a lot of those who are listening to this, you know, might be little league dads. Um, you know, that's, that's many of the kind of the foundation of fatherhood on the field was, was a little league dads coming to me and saying, Hey, I don't know anything about this game, but my kid loves this game. How do I connect with them through it? Right. And so as we're hit, sitting here talking with you in a lot of ways, you're, you have a wealth of wisdom to pass to, to little league dads who are out there coaching right now, right. All around the country who are trying to figure out how do I, you know, coach six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kids. Um, First, before I get into the next question with this, but the first question would be, as you're looking at what you would prioritize as a coach for kids at that age, what would you prioritize, not from a baseball standpoint, but more from a culture standpoint and what you would want kids to see at an early age that you're then reaping the dividends of at the college age? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I, I think I got you. Um, everyone focuses on the baseball how the swing looks, the, the private lesson hitting coach, the, the defensive specialist, the pitching coach. And don't get me wrong, those things are important. But if you start teaching, we don't miss practice. We show up on time. We, we carry our own bag. We, we pack our own stuff. We pack our own water bottle. Those are the lessons that are there. It allows the father to focus on the relationship. It's a 10 minute drive to little league every day. I, I love that 10 minutes with my daughter. It's a, it's a, if you're in the travel ball world, it's a two hour drive to whatever tournament that's two hours with your son. 
get them off the phone, turn the radio off, talk to them. I, I can't tell you, you know, the higher up you go, the longer the trips get and people complain about the hotel costs, this, that, and the other. You're taking a vacation with your son. Go enjoy it. Don't make it a burden. Don't make it about the baseball. Yeah, the reason you're going to Fort Myers is because of a baseball tournament, but you've got three days with just you and your son. What are you focusing on there? Um, you know, you've got a Little League tournament. Take them out to Beef O'Brady's or, or go get some ice cream after the game. Don't worry about if you won or lose because at the end of the, each game, there's ice cream. And that's what the kids care about. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that because these moments are fleeting, right? They go super quick. And I think so often I see so many little league ads who are putting so much pressure on their kids, right, around the baseball side of things and missing all these life lessons and opportunities that we have in the moment, right? I, the, the first podcast we had was with Justin Dillard. You know Justin a little bit at least. Um, and and what, one of the things he brought up was baseball for baseball's sake is never worth it. Um, you know, at this age, sure, your kid might go on and play at higher levels. He might not. And you know what? It's okay. But these moments, these are opportunities we have to connect with our sons where generationally this game has brought fathers and sons and fathers and daughters together that we can't miss out on these opportunities because we're so focused on the product. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, you you put it into the teaching realm. A, A kindergartner is learning how to read. You're not screaming at them that they got the the word wrong. You're not screaming at them that they they can't say the full sentence or they're stuttering. Why are you screaming at them because they threw to the wrong base or they didn't throw a strike or or they struck out? Like, what does that matter? Let's work through the problem. It's going to happen. Every parent in the world wants their kid to be successful, but at the end of the day, what's success and and how do you define success rechange your view of the word and you're going to find it right. if success is you know what he had a lot of fun today hey he he didn't get distracted hey he didn't pick butterflies in the outfield like that's success you know the higher up you get on the pyramid of baseball yeah there needs to be more focus this that and the other but that's what the coaches are for let the coaches coach, let the parents be parents. No, 100%. And I think it's, it's, it's interesting to see from your standpoint now, you've had a lot of success in this game, right? You've put guys into higher levels of baseball. You've put guys into the big leagues. You've seen this and this process happen. But at the end of the day, even as I listen to you and how you're measuring success, it's around character, right? Yes. It's around the development of people that at the little league level, it has to be preeminent right? With these little kids, because the baseball side of things, even for you at much higher levels, isn't the end game. It can't be the end game, right? We measure that success as we see these guys grow up and be husbands and dads and, you know, all these things where we see these are the dividends that are playing out of the coaching and these opportunities we had to build that culture and character. If you're building a house, it starts with a good foundation. And the foundation to being a good baseball player is a good character kid, a kid you can rely on, a kid you can trust, a kid you know will put the work in because it matters to his teammates. Uh, The individual stuff, it's everything else that goes with the building. And the talent, it may be there, it may not. That's God-given in my opinion. But if you build a good foundation in the home, the good baseball player will eventually come out if it's meant to be. Yeah, 100%. Well, as we kind of wrap down this time, can I, can I shamelessly plug your program real quick? 
<laughs> Go for it. Uh, so, so, you know, if you guys are listening in the Clearwater area, you know, for us as dads with our little ones, and Ryan and I have talked about this at length, we want to put those examples in front of them of what we want them to walk into, right? What we want them to model and what, they, what we want them to see. And so if you guys are in the Clearwater area, check out, uh, which, what's the website for SPC? Uh, spcollege.edu backslash athletics. Yeah, check out the schedule. Get out to Jack Russell. It's a beautiful facility, a great place to watch a game, and um, you know, it's a great opportunity for your little ones to see baseball at higher levels and in places that they can have a little bit of access to it. So, Ryan, I appreciate you being on here. Appreciate your heart in coaching, um, and wish you the best, brother. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, guys.